may be visiting us online, we welcome you here to our live service to where we're going to have communion with you towards the end of the service. And it's just going to be a special time. Go ahead and get your Bibles ready of Psalms 23. We're going to be looking at that and how that ties in with the New Testament communion called the Lord's Table. But today is the day that the Lord has made. We're going to rejoice and we're going to be glad in it. And I'm going to pray for you. I just encourage you to hit like right now. Comment, let us know that you're watching online. And we're going to dive into worship, dive into the Word. And then as a family, we're going to take communion together from our church to your house. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we thank you for being the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We just practice right now Proverbs chapter 3, Father God, where we lean not on our own understanding, but we just acknowledge you in all of our ways. And the word of God says that you shall direct our paths. Direct our paths over the coming weeks. Direct our paths, Father God, as we navigate the new times that we're in. And I just pray today, as we come to worship you, that, Father God, the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit will infiltrate every house and every family that is watching all over this town and in different states, Father God. We thank you that your presence is everywhere, that it's not just in the church house, but it's in the family house. So let the presence of God descend as we lift up praises to you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Let's worship, church. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious Oh, 
Please. 
comment on Facebook said the church is empty and so is the tomb because he is alive today. Amen. Well, we're again, we're just so glad that you have joined us. If you would go ahead and open up your Bible to Psalm chapter 23. If you have your communion prepared, go ahead and have it at the table right there with you. We're going to take it towards the end of the message, but I love Psalms 23 and how it ties into the communion. The Bible says in Psalms 23, says, the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. 
He restores my soul. He guides me in path of righteousness for His name's sake. And right now, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Look at that fifth verse. That fifth verse is an important verse. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, this communion table is before us and we come to it with high respect and honor, but today we will be walking away with a revelation of exactly what this means. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody typed, Amen. On the table that He prepares, it is the Lord's table. It is Holy Communion. And at the Lord's table in the New Covenant, there are some promises in Psalms 23 that pertain to the Lord's table in the New Covenant. The table before me right now and the table before you in your home, it has the fruit of the vine. It has the unleavened bread. And this table is so significant to our life as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ that we should never approach this table in a common and ordinary way. We need to literally have the revelation of what this means to where we can have reverence and respect for this table every time we approach it. And, and the one thing I love today about Palm Sunday is I want to show you the power of the Lord's table. Because this communion meal here that we celebrate in the New Testament is a direct reflection of the Old Testament Passover meal that the Israelites partook in. If you don't remember the story, it's the common story where the Israelites were in Egyptian bondage and they cried out to God to come out. And God stepped in and He began to tell the Israelites in Egypt, He said, prepare a lamb. Prepare a lamb and prepare a meal. God told them in that meal what to do. God told them in that meal how to eat it. And, and, and He said, you know what, there is going to be deliverance in that meal. Now that's very important for you and I. There was deliverance in that meal because miracles happened in the Old Testament Passover meal as they were up under the covenant of God Almighty. So for us, Jesus comes riding in on a colt on Palm Sunday. Jesus then entered into Passover and he entered into the communion meal with his disciples. He was practicing that Old Testament Passover meal, but what Jesus was actually doing at that time with his disciples is he was instituting really the Last Supper and he was instituting now the new Lord's table for you and I. Now listen to me. If the Old Testament Passover meal 
had miracle power in it. How much now more than ever that Jesus has died on the cross for you and for me. Does this meal have miracle working power in it? Because you need to understand with me that when they took the Old Testament Passover meal in the Old Testament, the Bible says that God moved down through the mountains and into the camp of Israel. When they prepared that meal, God moved down through the mountains into the camp of Israel. And I love what Psalms 23 says. Psalms 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd. And when he says, my shepherd, guess what? That means that he has sheep. And he says in scriptures that he makes his sheep lie down in green pastures. And just like the Lord God Almighty moved down through the mountains to the camp of Israel, I'm telling you right now that Jesus is attracted to this table. Jesus moves into your home and into your life when you come to this table with the revelation of who He is. So right now, the presence of the Holy Spirit, the presence of God Almighty, and the presence of Jesus should be invading your home because you're approaching this table there's something about the Lord's table church there's something about the table that requires that close presence of God that's why you see many people they feel something when they take the bread and they take the juice and it's not an emotional experience that Christians go through there is a guaranteed presence of God when you approach this table And any time you enter to this meal with the full knowledge and revelation of what this means, the presence of the shepherd is there. The presence of the Holy Spirit is there. The presence of God Almighty is there. If you believe that, type amen right now. Now I want you to notice with me in Psalms 23, it says you anoint my head with oil. Anytime you see that in the Old Testament... That's a reference to healing. That's a reference to healing. There is healing right now at this table. Because in the Old Testament, the Bible says when you take the Passover meal, there was not a sick or feeble Israelite that came out of Egypt. So this table is a meal that heals. It's a meal that heals because there's a healing anointing on this meal because he anoints our head with oil. And it also says my cup overflows. My cup overflows with the blood of Jesus Christ that he shed on Calvary. And the Bible says that by his stripes we are healed. There is a healing anointing on this table. It is the meal that heals church. Also in Psalms 23, it says he restores my soul. There is restoration when you partake of this meal. Not only is it a meal that heals, but it's a meal of restoration. Psalms 23 also says that goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. So now we have the meal that heals. We have the meal of restoration and we have the meal of mercy when we come to this table. So you have to understand that when you partake of this meal in faith and with the revelation of the word, it begins to activate the promises of God over your life. 
Matter of fact, even in the Old Testament, God told the Israelites, there are several blessings and several promises that come upon your life and upon your family when you partake of this meal. God actually said you would have long life. God told them that I will send my angel before you. God told them that, that, that it, a healing will come over you. God told him that when the enemy comes at you one way, I'll make him flee another way because my protection is over you when you partake of this meal. You have to understand, church, all the Old Testament Passover promises. When Jesus took this Passover, the day with his disciples, the Last Supper, the beginning of the Lord's meal, he was instituting all the promises, all the covenant promises, all the uh, uh, word of God into your life when you take this meal by faith and revelation of what the word means. So let's go a little bit deeper into the Old Testament Passover meal that's found in Exodus chapter 12. Because I want you to hear me. I want you to think about this. And especially in the times that we're living in right now. It's, it's some scary times. But, and this is why we're having this meal. Because I want you to understand what God told them to do in Exodus chapter 12. That's very important. In Exodus chapter 12, he told the Israelites, I want you to kill a lamb. Now you don't have to run do that. The leavened bread's just fine. But he, he said, I want you to kill a lamb. And I want you to take that blood of the lamb and literally paint it on the side of the doors and over the top of the door. And the reason he told the Israelites to paint that door with blood, he said, my death angel is going to come over the Israel camp. It's going to come over Egypt. And when the death angel sees the blood of the lamb on the doorpost of the home, that death angel is going to pass you by. In other words, church, with the Lord's table, whenever we put this meal inside of us, there is a protection because of the application of the blood of Jesus in you and over your home. Can you type amen right now? I want that over my life. I want that over my family. And listen to me, as a New Testament believer, the most powerful prayer that you can pray as you take this communion today, is say, Oh Lord my God, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus over my children, over my wife, over my life, and over my home. That's the most powerful prayer that you can pray as you take this communion meal today. Why? Because there's supernatural power at this table today. At the table that you have set before you today. God also in Exodus chapter 12, I love this. He said, I want you to eat all of the lamb. Now don't miss this church. He said, eat all of the lamb. He said, don't hoard any. Don't keep some over to the side. He said, matter of fact, when you're full, if you can't eat it all, go share it with your neighbors. But don't hoard it or it's going to stink. And I'm going to be really real right here with everybody listening to the sound of my voice right now. God said, eat it all. And what he's telling the New Testament church is we can't just eat bits and pieces of this word. We've got to eat it all. There are those of you right now listening to the sound of my voice. You've only made him a savior. That's as far as you've gone. 
And then you do a little devotion here and a little devotion there. You get your little devotion in Scripture on Facebook. He said, that's not how I want you to do it. I want you to dive into the Word of God and I want you to eat it all. And those of you that have called Him Lord, I know you're eating it all. But I need to tell you right now that the Savior in your Bible in the original language is only found 53 times. But Lord in the Bible is found 7,730 times. And I think God is trying to tell us something right now. Because there is a difference between Savior and there's a difference between Lord. Yes, I can make Him Savior and I can have some good fire insurance. But the problem is, is those that have made Him Savior, they go out there and do what they want. They say what they want. They try to treat people however they want. And I guarantee you, you'll reap the consequences of those actions. But when you've made Him Lord of your life, I'm telling you, If you want joy, if you want peace, if you want blessings, if you want favor, if you want healing, if you want the power of God in your home and the anointing to flow in your life, then I'm telling you, God told us to eat it all, not just bits and pieces of it. Can I get an amen right there on Facebook? This is not called the Savior's table, y'all. Nowhere in Scripture do you see it called the Savior's table. It's called the Lord's table. The Lord's table. Why? Because at this table, when you make Him the Lord of your life, you have to examine yourself. And you've got to make changes. That's why it's the Lord's table. You've got to get things under the blood. You've got to get your life right with the full counsel of the Word of God. And I love my salvation. I love the fact that He's building me a mansion. And when I get there, I'll get to see my family. And I'll get to see Jesus. I'll get to see God. But while I'm here, by golly, I want the healing that's at this table. I want the deliverance that's at this table. I want purity in my life. I want integrity in my heart. I want to see peace. I want to see joy. I want to see freedom. I don't know about you, but go ahead and type right now, Pastor, I'm going to eat it all. Amen? I'm going to eat it all as your pastor. And I want those under my care to eat it all too. Don't take just bits and pieces of it. I'm finding people are texting me. Oh, my faith is wavering, Pastor. Oh, I feel so down today. You know what I'm telling them? Have you gotten into the Word of God? And all the answers are no. I said, then don't text me until you've read a chapter out of the Bible. Why? Because I'm training you to eat it all. If you don't have any strength, you feel like your life is falling apart, eat it. Receive the word of the Lord today. Get in your word and eat it all. And think about this. Think about this with me. At the Lord's table, this communion meal is the only thing of our faith That we actually physically touch and we physically see. Why is that important? Because the Bible says everywhere else in the Word, He instructs us to walk by faith and not by sight. So now we're introduced to something that God comes along. He says, I want to make your faith visible. And I want to make your faith to a point where you're touching it. I want you to touch the bread and feel it. I want you to drink the juice and taste it. Why? So that we can taste and see that the Lord is good. 
for what he did on the cross for you and me. This is a place where now our faith that we've had to walk by sight, we get to see, we get to touch, and it activates the promises of God over our life when we have the revelation of what this meal means. Matter of fact, God wants you to hold the elements in your hand. God wants you to actually feel the juice go down your throat. Everywhere else, walk by faith and not by sight. But this is a moment where your faith is actually coming into fruition. Because this here, the bread, represents His body that was broken for you. I get to taste it, I get to touch it, and I get to see it. This blood is the blood that was shed for you. I get to touch it, I get to see it, and I get to taste it. And I get to remember how good the Lord is to me. Amen? God is saying this. What He's saying when we look at this is just what He said in the book of John. He said, in the beginning was the Word, but the Word became flesh, and that flesh and blood walked among us. He walked among us. And when you take this meal, those promises of everything that He represents are activated in your life. Amen? Today I also want you to understand that this is a joyous celebration. I see too many people coming to it like they're at a funeral. We're not at a funeral, y'all. This is not a funeral. This is not a time to mourn. Matter of fact, in your New Testament, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, it was so joyous that the Apostle Paul had to come in and say, Tone it down, guys. Y'all are going way too crazy with this. Tone it down. In many churches we act like we're at a funeral and we're to mourn and we're to weep. No, 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 no. The early church knew that they were going to have a communion service and baby, they threw a party. This is a joyful celebration. Why is it a joyful celebration, you ask? Because when I come to the Lord's table, I'm excited that He activates goodness and mercy to follow me. I'm excited that He restores my soul. I'm excited that He anoints my head with oil. I'm excited that He calls me to walk in favor. He causes me to walk in the covenant. He causes me to walk in victory. I get joy when I come to this table. Why? Because miracles can happen At the Lord's table today. Are you hearing me today? I also get joyous because Jesus said do this in remembrance of me. This table here invokes a lot of memories for a lot of folks. But when I think about those memories, I can't help but to get joyous. Because when I come to this table, what I remember, church, is how lost I was, but how found I am. I remember how low I got, but He reached His righteous right hand down and pulled me out of the miry clay. I get to remember, church, how messed up I was, but now how He's placed my life in order. I get to remember that at the cross, I was blind. At the cross, I first received my sight, and the birth burdens of my soul were rolled away. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but the burdens of your soul have been rolled away. Some of you weren't able to get out of the pit. Some of you weren't able to get out of the darkness. But at the cross, at the cross, addictions fell off. Bondages fell off. Everything in your life fell off. It was all rolled away. And there at the cross, I received 
receive my sight. And the song says, now I'm happy all the day. This is a joyous celebration, church, when I remember what God has done for me. If you're still happy about Jesus, could you just type happy, happy, happy. I'm telling you, a joyous time. This is a joyous meal. This meal gives you joy. This meal gives you hope. This meal gives you peace. And if you're losing your joy, if you're losing your hope, if you're losing your peace, do the meal every day as often as you do this. Do this in remembrance of me. Change your perspective. Get a new perspective today. Look at what he's done for you. And get your strength back in the name of Jesus. And I love what he says in Matthew 26, 17. If, if you wanted to turn there. In Matthew 26, 17 and 18. It says on the first day of the festival of unleavened bread. That, that's Passover. The disciples came to Jesus and they asked. Where do you want us to make preparations for the Passover? Jesus replied, go to the city, find a certain man, tell him the teacher says, my appointed time is near and I'm going to celebrate Passover. Watch this. With my disciples at your house. Notice where Jesus said it would happen. In a house. In a house. Jesus made communion a your house experience. Not just a church experience. A your house experience. And I love the fact today that it's coming true in your house right now. In your house there should be victory. In your house there should be joy. There should be peace. There should be goodness. There should be mercy. There should be victory. There should be hope. Why? Because you know what the Lord's table means. The blessing of this meal right here can be activated in your house today when you partake of it. As we dive further in Exodus chapter 12, when we look at the Passover meal, guess what? The Passover meal was celebrated in a month, and when that month took place, that was the new year for Israel. So as a believer, when I jump over to 1 John 1, 9, and I confess all of my sins, and He's faithful and just to forgive me all of my sins, every time I come to the Lord's table, it's a new day for me. It's a brand new day for me. Why? Because the old is gone, the new has come. You cannot come and partake of the Lord's table and go back to your old ways. Unless you've made Him the Savior. But if you've made Him the Lord, it's a brand new day. The old is gone, the new is come. Your past cannot control you. Guilt cannot control you. This right here today is a brand new beginning for all of us. Amen? Also in Exodus chapter 12. And I want you to hear this. They had a side dish with the Passover meal. The lamb was served with bitter herbs. And those bitter herbs represent life right now. Life has handed us a, a raw deal right now. Some of you wake up every day and you may be bitter at what's going on. You may be upset at what's going on. But understand, the lamb was so sweet that it overplayed the bitterness of those herbs. 
And listen to me. The herbs was a side dish. And what we're going through right now, I'm telling you, it's just a side dish. But if it's getting the better of you, eat it all. Eat it all because the sweetness of this word, the sweetness of the Lamb of God will outweigh the bitterness of life right now. And you've got to understand, this is a side dish. This too shall pass. How long it's going to take, I don't know. But the key in this time of overcoming the bitter side dish is to eat all of the main dish. Get so full of the Lamb of God that the bitterness disappears by the sweetness of the Word of God. Amen? Also in the Passover of Exodus chapter 12. Now watch this, I love this. They were told to take some traveling bread. Take some traveling bread with you, God said. What does that mean for us today? We're not just supposed to hear a sermon, turn off the computers now. No, no, no. We should be so filled up with some soul food that I can walk Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday with some traveling bread in my life. Why do you need traveling bread? Because I guarantee you, you're going to be watching so much negative news that you're going to need that traveling bread. You're going to hear so many negative thoughts from the enemy that you're going to need that traveling bread that you can pull it out and say, it is written, Satan, get thee behind me. It is written I am an overcomer. It is written that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I got to have some traveling bread. Amen? Because with that traveling bread, wherever you go, you're never alone. With that traveling bread, whatever you face, guess what? You will be able to overcome it with some traveling bread. Matter of fact, there was a a, a time in Scripture that just a little crumb from the Master's table healed a little girl in the New Testament. And when you have the loaf of bread of Jesus Christ, when you have wonder bread, the wonder, wonder, wonder working power of Jesus Christ in your life, you can overcome anything in your life as long as you're eating the whole loaf. Are you hearing me today? Church, there's nothing that we're going to face that the Word of God as you travel with it will not be able to overcome. You are an overcomer with the Word of God. Also, maybe I'm getting a little bit too excited, but I love in Exodus chapter 12 how God told them to cook the lamb. He told them, He said, you know what? I don't want it in a pot of water. He said, I want that lamb over an open flame. I want you to roast that lamb. Don't water down that lamb. And I'm telling you, everybody within the sound of my voice, We've got too many preachers watering down the Word of God. We've got too many Christians walking around with a watered-down life. We have too many people. They don't want to talk about the power of the blood. (gasps) And oh my goodness, if we talk about the power of the Holy Ghost. But I'm telling you, church, when you have the Lamb, there's something about the Lamb. You cannot not talk about the blood. You're going to have to talk about the blood. You can't get the Lamb without the Holy Spirit. You can't get the Lamb without the power. You can't get the Lamb in your life without sanctification. You can't get the Lamb in your life without transformation. You can't get the Lamb without putting down your 
drugs and putting down your alcohol. I'm telling you, when you eat it all and you bring Jesus into your life, the Bible says you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. And it's no time to water down our lives or to water down the Word. God said, I want that lamb piping hot. I want it piping hot. And you know me as your pastor. I want to bring a piping hot word for your spirit, not just your head. I could entertain you intellectually, but I didn't come here to entertain you intellectually. I came here to set your soul and set your spirit on fire. I want to be the type of pastor like all the people in my church, just like the disciples on the road to Emmaus. After Jesus preached to them, they said, didn't our hearts burn as he began to talk to us? You know what we need in the church we need more holy heartburn that's what we need more holy heartburn because when Jesus preached there was a fire in them that gave them holy heartburn I don't want you to listen to me and then go take a nap I want you to listen to me and something in your spirit begins to cry out, My God, my God, I've been living beneath my covenant. I don't need to be afraid. I don't need to be worried. I don't need to know if God has a plan or not. He's got a plan. And I'll tell you the plan, church. He's bringing everybody back to the Lord's table. And He's saying, Eat it all. Eat it all and don't water it down. That's His plan in this. I believe that with all of my heart. I'm going to close. I'm getting way too excited. I ain't got nobody to cheer me on. But here's the deal. I'm going to close with this as the musicians come. In Exodus chapter 12, God also said this. God said, look, there will be generations that are going to come and they will never have experienced the Exodus that you've experienced. He says there's going to be people like your son and like your daughter They're going to ask, Mommy, Daddy, what does this meal mean? And that's why in the New Testament, we see Jesus saying something. See, God told the Israelites, take them back to that moment that I delivered you. Tell them the story of what I've done for you. He was telling you and He's telling us, This is a generational meal. A generational meal that we need to have as families together. You need to tell your kids what Jesus Christ saved you out of. You need to be honest with your kids and say, this is why I take this meal. This is why I've accepted the blood. This is why I've accepted His broken body. And that's why Jesus in the New Testament instituted this. He said, whenever you do this, do this in remembrance of me. Not just what he's done on the cross. We can shout about that. But it's time to start shouting and remembering how low you were and where he's pulled you out of. How much sin you were in, but what he's pulled you out of. And see what this world does to cover their shame, to cover their guilt. To cover their life that's falling apart. They drink to forget. They drink to forget. They drown their memories in alcohol and drugs. But Jesus said no drink to remember. Eat to remember. There is nothing that you can do for yourself. Remember what I've done on the cross for you. 
Remember how my body was broken for you. Remember the blood that was shed for you. And then as your kids ask you about this family time, let them know what I've done. This is something I can drink to, to remember what Christ has done for me. One last thing. In the New Testament, really all we know, we know that the bread was there. We know that the fruit of the vine was there. But it never really tells us about the lamb being on the table. Because the lamb wasn't on the table. The lamb was at the table. And 24 hours later, after he partook of this meal and instituted the Lord's Supper, they drag him out. They beat his body. And they hung him on a cross until he died. In the book of Revelation, it says those that have made him the Lord of their lives. They're going to have white robes. Now watch this. That'll be washed in the blood of the Lamb. How in the world can you take something red, wash a white garment, and it be whiter than snow? Because there's miracle working power at this table. Miracle working power to take away our sins. Anyone watching me right now, maybe you've never given your life to Christ. Maybe you're a backslider and you've fallen away from the things of God. In humility today, will you come back to this table? I promise you shame, guilt, your sin, your past, it'll all be washed away. Those things separate you from God. But God says, I want to wash you and make you clean. Will you come back to this table today? If that's you, would you just comment right now? I want to give my life to Jesus. Right where you are, I want to give my life to Jesus. We will be praying for you. We will be believing God's promises for you. For the rest of us, let's go ahead and get ready. Let's get ready to partake of this meal. On this wonderful Palm Sunday. Now that we have the revelation. We're not going to take this in a common way. Today, we're going to remember Him like none other. We're going to remember what He's done. Not only on the cross, but what He's done for me. And what He's done for you. I want you to look at the bread. I want you to look at the juice. I want you to humble yourself today. I want you to think of that old song. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Right where you are, would you take your bread? This is Christ's body that was broken and beaten for you. Take and eat. We praise you, Jesus. Remember what He's done for you.
receive all the promises of God. As you chew it, let it just activate in your life today. Take the cup. This is the blood of Jesus. The blood that was shed for your sins. Take. Drink. Do this. Hallelujah. Do this in remembrance of Him. That the blood of Jesus. Let it come upon the doorpost of your heart right now. Let it come upon your family and your home right now. I believe the promises have been activated in your life. This last song that we're going to sing, don't tune us out. Very powerful communion song. I'm going to pray a blessing over you and then I'll be back to give you some important news about Easter. So stay with us. Let me pray for you right now. Father, according to the book of Numbers, May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you. May the Lord turn His face towards you. And may the Lord give you peace in Jesus' name. Will you sing this with us and worship right where you are? Let's have a meal. Let me reveal who I am. I'm your Savior. I will kneel down and wash all the sin from your soul. I'm your servant, I am all you need, I'm the lamb that was slain, and my blood it washes you clean, you're the pure sacrifice, and let
Father, we just thank you for the Lamb. We thank you for the revelation. We thank you that it's activated all the promises of God over our life today. Church, we're just so thankful that you've joined us today. We're about to close with an old school song, Victory in Jesus, because that's what we want you to have in your home. If you do me a favor, those of you that want to give to Northfield Church, there are ways to give up above, whether you text to give, you mail in your payment, or you go online to give of your tithe and offering. We want you to stay faithful in this time. Also coming up on Easter Sunday, we have a very special presentation for each and every one of you. It will be a presentation of the full biblical story of of the time that Jesus walked this earth, even where they crucified him and even where the stone rolled away. It'll be beautiful music with an orchestra and a full choir and a full set of actors. We're going to be bringing it to you live next Sunday with many different times. So we want you to tune in to find those times and to find the platform that you can watch it with your family together. But let me pray for you. We are so excited that you joined us today. We just want to wish you a happy Palm Sunday and coming up a very happy Easter as you join us again. Father, in Jesus' name, bless everyone that watched today. Bless those that may be watching later this evening or later today, Father God. We just pray in the name of Jesus that you'll continue to... uh, uh, Guard our homes, protect our homes, and let healing, let mercy, and let restoration fill our lives today. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. God bless you, and let's go out of here with some victory in our soul. Amen? We'll see you next time. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and He bought me with His redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew Him, and all my love is due Him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. I heard about old story, how His Savior came from glory. 
how he gave his life on Calvary to save a wretch like me. I heard about his groaning of his precious blood untoning. Then I repented of my sin and I won the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. Oh, he loved me ere I knew him and all my love is to him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. I heard about his healing of his cleansing power revealing how he made the lame to walk again and he caused the blind to see and then I cried dear Jesus come and heal my broken spirit and somehow Jesus came and brought to me the victory victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. Oh, he loved me and I knew him and all my love is to him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. Yes, I heard about a mansion he has built for me in glory. And I heard about the streets of gold beyond the crystal sea. About the angels singing and the old redemption story. Yes, and some sweet day I will sing up there. 